After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, it's Juice Mason. Happy NBA season. We have been waiting so long for the start of King season, and it's finally here. We'll be dropping podcasts after every single Kings game. We actually do them live at youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo, but we will always be posting them on Spotify and the Apple Podcast Store. We'll also be doing a ton of NBA content too, so make sure you do us a favor. Before this podcast starts, go to Spotify and give us a five-star review. Same with the Apple Podcast Store. All that does is help our podcast get listened to by more people. Seriously, thank you guys so much for the support. Now let's start the show. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Oh, we are live. It feels so good. The NBA is back. Deuce Mason alongside Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? Oh, asking me. I'm great. I love NBA. But I love NBA basketball. I'm, I'm just gr- glad it's back. We had two games tonight. I know. Well, and I, I love that I say I'm so glad it's back, even though we're discussing and we were watching preseason basketball like it was regular season and the start of the game that we just watched anyway was sloppier than shit so i was like is this preseason basketball and then it turned out being better so um yeah just glad it's back excited for this whole week let's go well we are recording this at almost 10 o'clock pacific time following the conclusion of the suns warriors game from san francisco we're gonna talk about the doubleheader from today and then we're gonna look ahead to kings jazz the sacramento kings opener we were at King's practice today. Had some interesting stuff from Michael uh, Michael Malone. Ugh. 
and by Michael Malone and Mike Brown. Good job. Yeah. Words can be hard. They can be tricky sometimes. We did see Michael Malone get his ring tonight, though. Well, that I was know. cool to see. Oh, I know. It was great. And um, everyone in the uh, crowd chanting, who's your daddy? Yes. Uh, that was great. Yeah, I know we'll get to that game. Well, let's start with. What we just witnessed, Suns beat the Warriors tonight at Chase Center, 108-104. to No Bradley Beal in this game. Of course, no Draymond Green. It was our first chance to see Chris Paul with the Golden State Warriors. It was our first chance to see Kevin Durant return back to San Francisco to play a game, which is insane. Okay, first things first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give Warriors fans some credit tonight. Wow. They didn't play any games, maybe because it's been so long. That's why they've won a championship without him. They gave him a standing ovation. That and that's what they deserved. should have done. Give him a standing ovation. Good job, Warriors fans. You gave him exactly what he deserved. No, that was great to see. I think you pointed out, too, even in the beginning of that game, it's like some little kid was at the scores table going, Kevin, Durant, Durant, and like to give him a fist pound, and he gave him fist pound. It's like, kid, the game has started, but still, it was really nice. Seemed like it was just a nice welcome back for Kevin Durant, but it didn't do him any favors. Ew. I love <laughs> the so fact that we can sit uh, here after tonight and people want to make bold proclamations. Oh, yeah. Charles Barkley at halftime of this game was saying that the Warriors are cooked. <laughs> and he could be right. He could be right. But if you're just based on what we saw tonight, I still want to see what this Golden State team looks like with Draymond Green back in the fold. I think he's a pretty important part to what they're trying to do. I don't know. Kind of crazy to me. I'd rather have him be out there so I can evaluate instead of him like doing an interview during the game. So it's tough to, to to tell what things could look like. There are some things tonight from Golden State's perspective, though, that, like, you know, some things that should pop up on your radar Which if you're a Warriors fan. popped up on your, like, uh, red flag radar? You know, just Clay. Clay Thompson, he didn't have a great preseason. That's fine. Yeah. Um, what's that matter? He didn't have a good game. He was 6 of 18. And I just feel like those those nights happen more often than ever for him. And I just look at what the Warriors are trying to do with this team. And this is what you're betting on. You're betting on, hey, Clay's going to have this big year. Wiggins is going to be healthy. Andrew Wiggins didn't even finish this game for them. They he was not in that closing lineup. He had Paul out there with Steph, Clay, Kaminga, and Looney. Uh-huh. And and Steve Kerr, I don't I don't I didn't know why he went that direction, but I thought maybe I mean you pointed this out. He had one rebound the whole game and um Dude. I think it was telling to how his game was going and how he wasn't giving what they needed in other places. Um and yeah, so going with Kaminga, giving him the opportunity, I was also thinking maybe that was my other theory was like, oh, well, maybe he just wants him to have these big moments right now. Well, he's still well, early in the season. When he came back in, he was better. I, he, he had that first five Kaminga, minute stint. Kaminga, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. When he had that five minute stint tonight, he had 3,000 five minutes, blowing defensive coverages, just looked chaotic. And that's yeah. part of his game is like a little chaos that comes with Jonathan Kaminga. He's still young, though, and I think those were meaningful minutes for him at the end of the Agreed. game. And just look at the Warriors' big picture. You're going, wow, Curry's going to have some interesting things to figure out at the end of games with Chris Paul in this it, it, on this team and, of course, Draymond Green, too. I mean, look what he even did on that final possession uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that final defensive possession. Obviously, he takes Steph Curry out. He goes, okay, we want, you know, bigger lineup, more defenders, whatever. 
in there and the Suns still did a fantastic job of breaking it down. The Suns being Devin Booker, who did everything tonight. There's other guys that we'll definitely talk about with the Suns. But yeah, Devin Booker just broke the defense down, made the right play, um, made the right plays throughout this entire game, but got that too to really close out this game. Yeah, I just look at the Warriors and got that too. I mean, pass so long to get yes. the two to Nurkic, but yeah. I just look at the Warriors and I'm just like, yeah, they just, they're old. And this is, they're going to, look, Can't, Steph is going to keep them relevant. He's awesome. Yeah. But it, it's really for them to have the success that they want, especially making a trade, like getting Chris Paul in exchange for Poole. Yeah. They need Kaminga to have a big year. They need Moody, who showed some nice things tonight, being aggressive on both ends, to take a step. Because you have to take pressure off Clay. You you can't put all this pressure. Everyone's talking about, oh, Chris Paul doesn't need this all this pressure on him anymore. This will be good for him. Clay's the same way. I don't. I, so I don't think you're wrong at all, and I I agree with you in so many different ways. Maybe this is like where Morgan fence sitter comes in. Hi, fence sitter. Like that's what I do for a living. I don't make um, bold predictions or say anything bold. Um, but when it comes, when it comes to the Warriors in any team, I think after the first game of the season, I just have a hard time going there yet. And I think, and, and, and I think part of it is I'm not ready to, to act like clay is old, even though he has more old moments than he has like these fantastic moments. He's, and when he has those flashes, though, you're still like, oh, it's there. Now, can he just like string it together to be consistent? You know what it is? No, yeah, here's what, what? It is. it's less about him being old. He's not old. No, like, no, no. He's been through a lot, a lot of injuries. Yes. I don't necessarily think he's the same guy he used to be. And, and he that's hates okay. hearing that. And uh, I don't blame yes, him. Yes, but it doesn't mean he's a bad player or can't exist in the NBA yeah. anymore. What it means is mm -hmm. he may just have to adjust his role. Yeah. His shot selection that's needs fair. to be better. Like you're maybe not that same guy you wore four years ago. That's okay. You can still be impactful. You've got decent size. You still have the shooting capability. Maybe you don't need to be taking 18 shots in a game. And I also think like one thing with, with Golden State, it's early. Morgan, to your point. Dude, what? It's one game in. Okay, we're just we're just talking. We're here. just talking. I mean, we're not making any bold proclamations yeah. off one like regular cooked. season game when they're missing a key <laughs> yeah. player. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but I understand. Like, hey, with Chris Paul, it allows Steph to play off ball more. I I like I like having that option for mm -hmm. sure. If I'm the Warriors, I want Steph with the ball though. I want Steph in pick and rolls, and that's when he had some success in the playoffs last year. Is like. All right, let's stop dicking around. Like, let's let's run some pick and rolls. This guy is one of the great players yeah. in the game. Has all the gravity. Run the right shit with him. So anyway, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Warriors look like. I just thought a couple of notes tonight. Wiggins not finishing in the yep. closing lineup. Chris Paul got it going a little bit late. But yeah. God, is he just irritating? Oh, isn't oh he, my. Isn't he just irritating? Oh, I don't give a shit what jersey he has on i don't care he's always going to be annoying to me he's always going to be irritating and there's other times where i'm like damn he's still so good but for the most part tonight i mean he didn't make a three he was 0 for 6 from beyond the arc he still had those veteran moments um where whether he throws his body gets the call and he makes a smart move you know it's not even necessarily a flop he's just exaggerating the call but i thought like going into all of this deuce with golden state i thought it was interesting because 
when we saw Corey Joseph come in, who only played four minutes, right? But even when he came in, I'm like, how are we already to that point? with the Golden State Warriors. Um, I just think that Steve Kerr has a lot to figure out with his rotations, what he wants to do, because I think you're exactly right. Steph Curry with the ball in his hands is going to mean Chris Paul not on the floor in those moments, most likely. And I still believe, and I mean, I could be biting my tongue two weeks from now, 20 games in, whatever, but I still believe that it should be Chris Paul coming off the bench, being with that second unit, being that facilitator, because when you've Draymond in that first unit, you have so much of a facilitator. You yeah. have like the guy that you run your offense out of with Steph Curry being ball dominant and everything. So yeah, again, just my thoughts after this. First preseason game for, or first regular season game for that looked like a preseason game at times. Correct. Devin Booker looked awesome tonight. Oh, can we go there? Devin Booker. He was, he was the Phoenix Suns tonight. And that was, it was fun to see, but it did make me worried about the rest of this Phoenix Suns roster even though some guys at the end made those big shots gordon you got a kogi kogi was awesome and a kogi what i loved about a kogi it wasn't just the shots he was making he was doing everything being tenacious on the defensive end finished with five rebounds one assist one steal he was just everywhere on the floor um irritating the golden state warriors i thought he did a fantastic job with them he was awesome and you know last year there were so many times i remember watching him in the playoffs and it was Josh Akogi standing in the corner, catch and shoot threes. Just not a consistent three point shooter. I felt like, if anything, they relied on him too much to be the guy to take threes. And tonight, when he got that late look, I'm going, oh shit, that's not good. And he buried it. He yes. was awesome. He was everywhere. He was flying everywhere. Great effort. I mean, you get 17 points from Akogi tonight. I mean, in a game, that's massive. That one, if he's giving one you, three-pointer. And it was with one three-pointer, but as one three-point attempt as well. Uh, and I think just his game is just out there to crash the glass, get those second chance opportunities, and finish inside. And, you know, defensively, just getting the guys, yeah. play the passing lanes. He's super long. So that was obviously good. But now we're... Stop. I want to go back to Devin Booker. Because Devin Booker... Is just an absolute <laughs> stud. And He's tonight, so fun. late in the game, Golden State, you know, their their game plan was simple. Like, hey, we're going to throw another guy and try to get Booker to give up the ball. And it did work on a couple of possessions, right? Even when they threw a double team, Booker once split it. He got called for a travel. The next time, they ended up getting the ball to Okogi, and then Okogi's trying to put the ball on the floor, make a play. Yeah. Bad bounce pass. Chris Paul read it perfectly. Turnover. But then late in the game, he was finding his teammates. You know, you mentioned the Nurkic play early. Yep. I mean, uh, earlier in the pod. And then, of course, he hit a Kogi on that three-pointer. Yes. Just big-time plays. And and he was awesome. 32 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds on 13-21. I thought it was interesting because after the game, Stephanie Reddy, I saw, like, two questions she had asked him. And one of the questions was... You know, what do you have to basically say to the haters, the naysayers, whatever, about yeah. about not having a true point guard on your team? You had, what, he finished with eight assists, yep. was it? Eight assists, 32 points, six rebounds. You know, he's not only finding his teammates, um, he's scoring, still being that scoring offensive threat, but also doing the other things on the floor. But I truly believe it's more of his playmaking ability that we witnessed tonight that was like, 
oh, yeah. the ball needs to be in your hands, whether you're scoring or creating for your guys. And when you look at the Suns team, obviously they have so many new players, including Beal, who did not play. And it's going to be an adjustment for them to figure all that out, especially with Beal in the in the fold too, right? Like, who's handling, you know? It, what's the flow look yeah. like? Does it have a flow? And, you know, there were some rocky moments at times tonight for them too. I mean, one of the reasons the Warriors stay in the game, the Suns had 19 turnovers in Jeez. this game. I mean, that's a brutal number. And so one of the big things, going back to what you were saying about Booker and his interview with Stephanie Reddy, the, the one thing you look at with this team is, okay, they don't really have a point guard. Now, they have guys who can handle the ball. Mm -hmm. I trust Devin Booker's decision-making. Agreed. But, you know, having, you know, he also had Chris Paul for those years too, right? Having yeah. another guy that knows how to operate a team, take care of the ball, make the right decisions. And now it's it's going to be a little bit different. And Bradley Beal's an ISO guy. He's not totally used to this style. So that's going to be interesting to see what kind of the the adjustment is. I thought Kevin Durant tonight, I, I, that's another guy. You know, we talked about Clay. I mean, Durant, I, I, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Yes. It, he's having more and more of these type of games. He was he had 18 points in this game. He still had 10 rebounds, but he had was 7 of 22 shooting. And I know Van Gundy on the broadcast was saying, hey, Warriors defense tonight. Sure, they were physical, Thank but you. I felt like Durant's shot was just short and everything. That could be preseason stuff, blah, blah, blah. But it, I feel like we're seeing more of these Durant games as the years go by. His automatic turnaround jumper from the elbow yeah. what is, it hasn't been as automatic, if that's the nicest way to put it. And I, I'm totally with you, though. First game of the regular season. I, I mean, just people also eyeing him out, knowing what they need to do yeah. against him, like getting up in his jersey, getting up his. I mean, you saw it even with Chris Paul when he was like trying to get up all in him, and then Durant made one simple move, and then it ended up being an offensive foul because Chris Paul did a great job of of being in the right place, selling it. All these veteran things happened, but for Kevin Durant, it was like. Why were you even hesitating on that? You had the size advantage. Shoot over his ass. You know, yeah. like just those those quick decisions, I feel like just don't didn't feel super quick tonight. Something that can absolutely change in this season, especially if he stays healthy and he is getting those minutes that he needs. And when I say that he needs, I'm saying that this team needs because I think it's so ridiculous whenever we talk about all these teams that on paper they can win a championship, but then they only play like 10 games together. Yeah. He played 37 minutes tonight. Same with Booker. Um, so yeah, this Suns team, I mean, it's going to come down to obviously that health, but I, I am wondering how much their supporting cast is going to grow together and what's that going to look like. I mean, Nurkic had some really nice moments in this game tonight. Yeah. You know? Just more yes. playing, not forcing anything. You've like, been hard on Nurkic. Yeah, because I just don't think he's he makes great decisions all the time. And I think maybe in this type of situation when he's surrounded by a lot more talent, mm -hmm. he's just going to get what comes to him in the flow of the offense. Yeah. Be that big body and just... Honestly, take some pressure off him. Like, you know, in, in Portland, they almost needed him to be, hey, can you get me 18, 20 a night? Yeah. You know, and then yeah. him not getting that wasn't good enough. Well, tonight he gives you a 14 and 14. He had some really good moments out there. Three assists. He hit a three. And then Eubanks. That's the one who I was with talk him about. in Portland. 
Eubanks came out there and busted his ass. He wasn't perfect out there, but he did enough out there in his 20 minutes of action. So from a big perspective, that looks all right. Eric Gordon, that's another guy you go, hey, when he's going, it's nice. Uh -huh. He hit a big shot late, of course, but, yeah. you know, he's also older. You're just, with these two teams we're talking about tonight, you're just, there, there's a lot of wear and tear on some of these dudes sure and so i don't know how much i trust it but sure no i'm with you and i think it's it's wear and tear and track record right where the what has happened when there has been the wear and tear is that these guys are sitting they're not playing like already bradley beal his back like not playing in the first game of the regular season and i hate to see it obviously i don't yeah. know what's going on with this back he's out because the medical staff and him they believe that he should be out um but yeah, those things are frustrating. But I think when you look at this Suns roster and you just uh, go down the list, you go, okay, I knew it was going to be a, a mixture of things. But I will say this, if you don't have one of your guys playing, which Durant, Booker, Beal, all injury-prone guys. Yep. Like it's just, I mean, state it what it is. And if they're not playing, you just have like a mod podge of of a roster, right? And it's like, what is your identity at that point? So, um, yeah, just hoping everyone stays healthy so we can see some good NBA basketball. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it was it was fun in that second half to watch these two teams play. I know Booker has drawn a lot of Kobe comparisons over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true. Killer instinct. <laughs> I mean, he, dude, he got that turnaround jumper. He got knocked by Looney toward the end of the, and, and it was it, the ball went out of bounds and the refs are like Warriors ball and it was like okay oh and then one of the final plays when Steph ended up getting that second chance opportunity hitting that three um it all started with Chris Paul throwing his arm and throwing Devin Booker off of him which should have been an offensive foul in the first place but again he did a good job taking these hits keeping his head on straight, and then making the big play down the stretch. Dude, by the way, just real fast on this game before yeah. we go to Lakers Nuggets, the Warriors shot 35% in this game, 10 of 43 from downtown. Like, I guess that's like if you're Kurt and I, you're going, look, our guys missed a ton of shots. We got some good looks. They didn't fall, and we lost by four. We'll be all right. Yeah. We'll be all right. And we were of without course. Draymond. We're all right. We're of course. Fine. And we can, and Andrew Wiggins wasn't playing his game that he needed to play. Yeah. You know? So it's like you're going to depend on that. Like, we've seen what Wiggins is obviously capable of, and I think he's going to be a big part of why Steph Curry and this team can have the success that they plan on having. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us live right now. Dude, thanks, guys. If you have not yet, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed as well. People talking about what went down tonight. We're going to talk some Kings in just a little bit. Ron in the chat says, Nuggets went healthy. Best team in basketball. Ooh. Let's talk about those Nuggets tonight. Got the rings. Got the awesome, like Morgan was saying, the who's your daddy chance at the end of the game. That's where literally the NBA is so much like wrestling. It's just like WWE. <laughs> the crowd was chanting, who's your daddy at the end of the game? Amazing. I love the reference. I love like the buy-in from everybody. You could hear it on the broadcast. It was beautiful. And what a way to, to bring in the rings with a win against the Lakers on your home floor. And again, you, you just have a guy in Jokic who you and I were talking about it. 
is just unstoppable when it comes to the offensive end. Unstop- there's, no- there's nothing like him. He is going up against Anthony Davis, regarded as one of the best defensive players yes. in the league, right? Yep. It doesn't matter. Nope. This He's unbelievable. A triple-double tonight. He ends up finishing with 29 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists in the win. Denver wins 119 to 107. You know, th- there's a lot of hype going in this game because there's been some shit talking, which I love. You know, I was making a case to Morgan on the podcast a couple of weeks back, like, hey, this could be a good rivalry. These two teams are John. You know, you had Anthony Davis at Media Day. Oh, yeah. I actually brought the quote back before the season. I think me and Braun had some conversations like, we can't wait. Anytime you lose, it's motivation to get ready for the next season, try to compete for a championship. So that in itself is motivation. But also, all that little talking that's been going all summer long, we're ready. Well, Anthony Davis had 17 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists in 34 minutes. He finishes 6 of 17. He had 17 (sighs) points in the game. Well, at halftime, he had 17 points. He did not score in the second half. He goes scoreless 0 for 6 for the Lakers, and they lose. He was um, he was invisible in that second half. And, I, yeah, I know we can preface everything 100 times. Like, oh, first game of the regular season. I get all that. I think when, when it is a player like Anthony Davis and our expectations are different, and the reason why I'm talking about him differently than I'm talking about Kevin Durant, one, age, right? I mean, injury-wise, too, you look at Kev- Kevin Durant and just what he's been through with some of his injuries and Anthony Davis, it feels like it's always like these, these little things sure. over the years, whatever, all this hype around Anthony Davis and what he's capable of doing year after year after year. And then to just start the season like this, having that first half solid first half, but then not being able to be there for your teammates when this team needs Anthony Davis and LeBron James every single night. LeBron plays 29 minutes tonight, and yeah. it sounds like Darvin Ham is going to be playing him around 29, 30 minutes. Okay. Last year, he played like 35. Yeah, They're bringing those minutes down. Well, why? He's older. He's had the injuries, of course. They're trying to be smart with it early in the season. They're clearly a better team with LeBron on the floor, which is still crazy to even consider that this man is like pushing 40 and still out there Incredible. having an impact on the game. But like this can't be the year where Anthony Davis has games like this mm-hmm. if, the, if you're the Lakers, right? You can't, especially with how brutal the West is. As Morgan said, this is one game. But when you start taking a, a step back and looking what the Lakers need this year, it's like AD has to be like locked in, ready to go. It's not just like not scoring in the second half. He only took six shots in the second mm-hmm. half. You know, I, I need a more aggressive Anthony Davis. I need Anthony Davis to be getting me 25 points, even if it's on poor shooting. You can't have a, a situation where he goes scoreless in a half against the Denver Nuggets. Be a threat. Be yeah, a threat. Yeah. And, and even be a threat on the defensive end. I mean, we started this whole talking about this game with Jokic and what he finished in this game. And you think about Anthony Davis being in the middle. And are you bumping guys? Are you slowing things down? Because you're not going to stop Jokic, but are you slowing him down? And if you're not slowing him down, are you slowing down the other cutters that are moving without the basketball that Jokic uh, does such a fantastic job of making better or getting them an easier shot? Like, I... I am standing from the outside. I'm not acting like this is an easy task, but there are things you can do better, especially when you're Anthony Davis, you're his size and you've done what you've done in the NBA. 
we've seen the moments like even last year in the playoffs ad man when he's out there and locked in it's nasty oh. but that's really what it comes down to the lakers if they're gonna have a chance to like make a big push and maybe get to the finals again like they want to they have to have ad play like He's got to be one of their best guys. Yeah. And he, you can't have these type of moments where he's not there. No show. No show in the second half. Yeah. I mean, I, I and then D'Angelo Russell just wasn't very good for them Go tonight there. either. He looked a little bit more like the playoff D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, I swear, every time the Kings play him, it's he like looks like one of the superstar. Greats, uh, greats of all time. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yes. I, he's destroyed the Kings every time. Preseason, regular season, doesn't matter what uniform he wears, he kills the Kings. He was not very good in this game tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think the Lakers, I, I like some of the moves they made. I like the Mandatorian Prince. I like them adding Gabe Vincent, even though Gabe didn't really have a good game uh, tonight. I think they have a, a really good team, but it's just all hinges on 80 staying healthy and uh -huh. playing consistent. Two things before I get to Gabe, I just want to talk about the, uh, LeBron was mic'd up or D'Lo was mic'd up? One of them. Oh were, my yeah, God. Yeah. The highlight of the Thank early you. season tonight. Deuce. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yes. So I don't know if you guys watched the game, but if you did not, LeBron James is mic'd up by TNT. He's having a conversation where D'Angelo Russell kind of sounds like he's kissing him to LeBron. That's separate. But LeBron's like, hey, man, get me on the elbow, man. I have such great vision. I'm just picking roll. I'll be at the elbow. Get me the ball. I'll find guys. I can see the whole floor. I see everything. I see everything. And then the person I forget who put on social media, maybe Half Court Hoops, I think is the account. Um, it shows like one of the plays right after it happened. And it's that situation. Pick and roll. Russell has a chance to go to the elbow to feed LeBron. And instead, D'Angelo Russell backs it out and launches an ill-advised three with no ball movement. Chucks and it just up. beyond frustrating. It just be beyond. And there's so many frustrating things that he's that he does and then when he does play well you're like oh i get it but um but yeah so that's why then going into gabe vincent i remember this summer yeah. when i was on a broadcast i was talking about how i was like well gabe vincent's going to start over delo like that's that there's no there's no argument here because i'm thinking about how gabe vincent worked his way to play above kyle lowry on a finals team like that's got to be the way well the Gabe Vincent, his first regular season game tonight, um, didn't look amazing, didn't stand out. And I understand if they have a different type of flow with D'Angelo Russell, but I think we're going to see over time that this rotation is definitely going to be changing. I just have tough time, uh, a tough time connecting with teams that just don't move the ball consistently because I watch the Lakers and I'm like, there's some great individuals here, but... Ultimately, I, I don't connect with it. And then I watch Denver. I watch teams like Denver, Ooh. you know, Sacramento, Golden State when they're clicking. And you're like, dude, this is basketball. In Denver, you could just tell again the continuity factor. Of course, I, you know, they lose a couple of key guys in Jeff Green and Bruce Brown. But man, I mean, Jokic is just a freaking beast. The non Jokic minutes stretches obviously are not good and that i think that's going to be fragile early season especially when you don't have bruce brown and yep. jeff green you're relying on younger people like zeke naji right yeah um like that that's where i think it gets in watson i think that's where it gets challenging well the the other thing is 
two, I mean, not only does it get challenging because then you're like, okay, well, who is scoring for me? But who's doing all the other little things? Who's running the offense? Well, who's running the offense for sure? And who's doing all the other little things? And you want someone like a sharp shooter like Michael Porter Jr. to be knocking down shots. He was yeah. two for nine from three-point land. But he had 12 rebounds. And I saw... Uh, a post-game locker room thing where Michael Malone is handing out the Deepak chain, gave it to KCP, who we'll talk about in a second, but what brought up Michael Porter Jr. and was like, those 12 rebounds, like you did things on this floor that we needed to see. And you're talking about some of those guys that they're missing, that they don't have making these hustle plays anymore. And for him to start realizing like he can utilize his size and really crash the boards and do some more yeah. is what he's going to need to do for this squad. And he showed flashes of that last year in the playoffs. Yep. It's just doing it consistently. Like I, Malone's obviously not going to care about Michael Porter missing shots because no. it's like th- that It'll shot's happen. beautiful. It's going to drop. It's just being that consistent rebounder doing the little things yes. playing better defense and he's getting better in those areas he better is. um kcp was the other one i wanted to talk about because i think i mean not only did he end up scoring 20 points tonight yeah. but just the way that he was getting his hands in the passing lanes he finished with three steals on the night he was just everywhere on the defensive end making people have to work so much harder i loved what he had to offer tonight. I think he, and he always has a little extra with the Lakers, of course, played there. Uh-huh. You know, he got moved. He was a big part of that team that won a championship inside the bubble. Yeah. And I think it's his way to kind of stick it to him. Like, yeah, I, I am a, a person that belongs on championship yeah. caliber teams. And I got my ring tonight. And I'm going to go hit shots in your face. <laughs> I'm going to play really physical yes. defense. I'm going to make sure I'm out there in the passing lanes. I love KCP as a role player. Um, Denver, it, look, Jokic is the best player in the game. He's I, the I mean, best. I, we don't need to pretend like he's not. And it's fine. Last year, Embiid won the MVP, and Embiid had a hell of a year. But you just watch how Jokic impacts the game every night. It's well, he, You can't really do anything against him to defend him. Uh-uh. I, I don't know what you do. I mean, inside out, his passing... His ability to shoot over everyone, high arcing three. He he is great touch. All his ability I, to score and everything that you just mentioned, and then you just you touched on his passing. It's his passing because of his size and his ability, like his knowledge of the game and understanding how to lead a person with the pass. It doesn't matter if they're this tall or this tall. He knows exactly the finesse and the the speed and everything where that ball needs to be for that person to get the best looking shot off. It's, it's absolutely, I feel like if he was like, had quick feet, I'm sure he could be like a quarterback in the NFL, quick feet and a lot of other things. He could be a quarterback in the NFL. In a night where he is 29, 13 and 11, but he was 12 Uh, of 22. Yeah. And he was three of five from three. Good luck. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you do as an NBA defense. If you're the Lakers, you have Anthony Davis on your team. You can't do anything. Yes, AD's one of the best defenders in the league, and you can't do anything against him. AD's strong too, dude. And everyone always wants to talk about like, what are teams like the Kings going to do without rim protection? And it's like, there's teams with <laughs> yeah. rim protection, it, and, you, and they can yeah. still get, or they still can't get dude. shit done. So it's insane. I, I my big question about Denver this year, it's not just based on the night. By the way, when I'm asking some of these big questions about like the Warriors or the Lakers yeah. or the Suns, Nuggets. 
I'm not saying it based on tonight's game, right? To me, this is we're, we're one game. I'm not overreacting. No, no, no. I just I look at the Nuggets bench this year and I go, okay, so they're they're counting on a lot of younger guys, yeah, and, and guys who didn't yes. play major minutes for them last year. I mean, Christian Brown did play obviously some meaningful playoff minutes. But besides that, they're relying on some guys that maybe didn't get a ton of run. Reggie Jackson came to them late last year. He was in and out at times, right? So um, they're relying on him more. They're really going to rely on Brown more. They're Zeke Naji more. So, you know, that those type of guys are going to be up and down. And it's going to take them a while to build an identity as a team where when you've got guys like Je- when Jokic is off the floor and you've got Bruce Brown out there who can make plays. Sure. Uh, Jeff Green, who could hit a corner three, just a smart guy, can attack the basket. Well, now you replace it with with guys with less experience. And it's going to take some time. It, that's it. You're 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 doing what your identity of your organization yeah. has been, and that has been internal growth. And internal growth can always take a step back. I guess you could say, like it, it can change. And I feel like this is going to be the year that it changes, unless that internal growth turns into, oh, okay, we're actually going to make some moves and do something different and add here. I don't know what that is or how that would even work. They don't really have a lot of great moves they can make. Exactly. So like that's, and that's where I go, I go, okay, then you are literally depending on your internal growth this year and having the best person, the best player in the game on your team. I love their starting five though. Yeah. Jamal Murray, KCP, Jokic, Gordon Porter. Love it. Damn. Love it. That's nice. That's nice. Wow. First night of the NBA season in the books. Fun. Did we overreact too much on stuff? Because I wanted to make it clear I wasn't. Some of the, my takes were not based on I think tonight's specific game. Disclaimer, through the first okay. 20 games. Yeah. Through the first 15 to 20 for me. I don't I don't know what your, your disclaimer is. But my disclaimer is through the first 15, 20. We're just talking about what we saw and what may happen and what we could see. But yeah. shit changes fast in this league. I mean, I think the going back to my AD point from earlier, where you can't have a game. Like, those games do happen for sure. 100%. But I think similar to what I said about KD, I'm like, God, KD's had more of these games in recent years. Anthony Davis has these games sometimes. Mm-hmm. And for the Lakers to reach... The goals that they have set forth, it it, it can't be. It can't be. Like he's got to be dominant. And you know, he, like you said, he's gotten some MVP hype. So look, it's one game. We'll see. He's gonna have monster games down the stretch. I did draft him on my fantasy team. I may have to cut him after today. But wow, you know, just kidding. Wait, would you really cut him after? A- no. Okay. That would uh, that if you did that in a league. Yeah. Would you cut him grounds, if he got hurt though? No. Well, it depends how long he's out. No. We have injured S- reserves. Six you, weeks. Wow. Morgan's never played fantasy uh, Wait, basketball before. Are you kidding? I used to play all the time. If, I understand okay. you have IR and everything, okay. but like, like, hi. I used okay, to I win know. the shit out of my know. leagues. That was so belittling and wrong. Well, Take it back right now. And I, you have shit in your teeth. You look dumb. If I cut, you just said <laughs> if Anthony Davis missed six weeks, would you cut him? No, I, I would keep I don't, him. He's, I don't even know. Like, even I asked you too. I asked you with your league, and I haven't played. I haven't played in so long. But I did ask you with your league. I'm like, wait, can you 
can you make guys centers and power forwards? Like, do you have that position? They have is, okay. positions assigned by them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So You're not dumb anymore. Let's get some comments before we get to the Sacramento Kings. Morgan Reagan. Uh, Sherbert says, I think people don't like Jokic because it's not flashy. Besides his passes, maybe. Yeah. Who? I Anyone who, like, is anti-Jokic, I go, you don't really like basketball. You don't. Yeah. If you yeah. can't appreciate his game, the basketball IQ, the passing, the touch, the finesse, and the physicality. His, he plays with a, he's a total package. And making teammates better. Yes. Like, I think that's what makes yep. it so fun to watch. Uh, Mark says, with Jokic's ridiculous IQ and skills, his low reliance on athleticism, in six to eight years, we might be talking about the GOAT. Just look at the guy's P-E-R. Yeah, um... That's a point Barkley made tonight, too, on the broadcast. Like, this guy's not, like, his game should age well. Yeah. Yeah. I, how and could how could it not? I mean, you think about someone who is not playing, um, jumping high above the rim. He's not putting all these things on, uh, all this weight on his knees and yeah. doing all these things that, that puts a body in danger of having a shorter career. Yeah. It's, it's wild to think about his game and why it's so good after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medela the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and medela is your reward medela the mark of a fighter Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Morgan. Yeah. What? We get King's season starting tomorrow. For some people listening to this later, uh, it's today. Oh. Kings are in Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Jazz. Oh, man. I honestly, I'm really excited for this. I mean, I think we, we spent so much time talking about every single possible angle regarding the Sacramento Kings, we and have. now it's here. There's expectations that we have not felt in a long time with the Sacramento Kings. No, no. How crazy is that? It is, it is, but I, I, still, I still feel, which I'm surprised, and I don't know if it's just changed over the years, but I still feel very realistic with my with my expectations. Like I'm excited, but I I also I also 
I don't know. I just, I understand like what they have to do to accomplish what they want to accomplish, especially in this Western conference, you know, I don't know. I just, and, and, and on top of that, you want to talk about internal growth. This is a team that we've talked about many times, running it back, continuity, all these things. Like there's so many good things to it, but there's also some danger to it too. Like, do you, do you stay stagnant? Do you kind of stay right there with, Hey, your offense being the best, but your defense still being shit. And then you're just still going to yeah. be that same team where you need both those things to, to somehow get better. Mike Brown is going to be calling some early timeouts this year, just oh, yeah. like he did last year. Oh yeah. I mean, the defense is such a big priority. I mean, I feel like it's all he talks about. <laughs> I, I feel like there's zero concern about the offense. They believe that this offense is going to be just as good as last year. And if it drops at all, it's not going to be from like one to 10 or 12. It's going to be top five. Oh, we're, we're a top five offense. Yeah. And they're so focused on defense. And Today was our final practice we got to go to before the Kings went to Salt Lake City. And that was a big topic today. Mike Brown said some things that made me want to run through a wall. Oh, what did he say that made you? Well, first thing, um, James Hamm was asking him about the starting shooting guard spot. So Chris Duarte is questionable, but they're optimistic he'll be able to play coming up against the Utah Jazz. Yeah. He will not be starting. That's going to go to Kevin Herter. Trey Lyles will be missing the game. So he's still de dealing with that calf strain. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but he is missing the game. Anyway, here's um, what Mike Brown had to say about Kevin Herter starting. Kevin's going to start. Or, or, yeah, or Kevin, Kevin's going to start. And, you know, every time we practice, every time we have shoot around, uh, it's my job to evaluate the team. And I, I, I told the group there, I said, I, I know for sure I'm not going to sit back and watch us play the same way we play defensively without making changes. It doesn't just mean Kevin. That can mean anybody. You know, obviously Fox and Donuts a little harder to make a change there. You know, uh, but that can mean anybody, and, and not just with the starting five. It could be with uh, the eighth guy in the rotation. Well, if he can't bring it defensively, maybe we need to put somebody else in his spot. But our team, from top to bottom, has to understand that we got to defend and we don't and will not finish 25th or 26th defensively as a team. Mm. They were 24th in defensive rating last year, but Kevin Herter is starting opening night. Uh huh. After that, who knows? I mean, I think that clip is pretty clear. Mike Brown is saying we have to defend. Yep. And if Kevin Herter is not defending, that's what he's saying. Then he's not going to be in the starting lineup. And if Harrison Barnes isn't. Then I'm, I'm going to have some tough decisions to make. If yeah. Keegan Murray's not doing it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think that's that's the reality of the situation. Is Kevin Herter is going to be on a short leash? And I th and it's not just Kevin. Like he said, I, I think it goes to someone like Malik Monk, who yes, when he's locked in, it's awesome, man. He's getting guys involved. He's being. A pest defensively, even if there's some mistakes, it's he's locked in for the sure. most part. But if he's not playing, he's not if he's not playing defense, he's not gonna play as much. Right. Yeah. And I think I mean, this is something that 
has been said hundreds of billions of times. Like we have spent hours on talking about how Mike Brown has talked about this, especially in this preseason, especially in training camp. And um, I think we've talked about like how this team will handle that type of change if that is going to happen to their role. And the other day I asked Mike Brown about that and he talked about how, well, there's three ways they can take it. They can either um, reject it, reject it, or they can accept it, which means you have one foot in one foot out, or they can embrace it, which means that they are not only accepting it, they are wanting to challenge themselves to be better in that role. Like it is the, the ultimate buy-in. And I, love that i love and oh and this was something he said at the end of that that made me so happy he's like you know and we signed that contract and so if they're not doing that and embracing it then it's like why'd you sign that contract and if they kind of go in a different direction we're all going to come together and reel them back in and what i loved about that it's never like this this weird ego that's like well i'm gonna i'm gonna get them and i'm gonna make sure they get it i'm gonna put it in their head it's like no it's we're going to make sure that we are are handling these situations with love and care and communication and humanizing everyone and understanding that it might be hard for one mentally to change their role. And that's okay because they're human, but we're going to find a way to get them there. And his style of coaching and just communicating with humans oh is absolutely fantastic. Well, he's, we were there today and he was ripping the team. Ugh. We couldn't hear everything, but Loved he was it. dropping F-bombs left and right about them because they were playing a scrimmage yes. and they had a, a specific situation where I think it was like four minutes left on the clock and they put a random score up, let's just say, I don't know, 107-104. Nice. And they were supposed to go out there and execute, play defense. And both teams were just scoring on each other at will. And he was pissed. He ended it earlier. There was still like six seconds left on that game. Yeah. And he just ended it. And he brought it, brought him in, and they were in a huddle, and he just laid into them. Cussing them out be a better. little. Love yeah, it. I love it. I, and I think this year, too, it's not only like, hey, if we're going to get better, if you want to be like a legit team, we have to get better defensively. Yeah. But I also think it's not just the talk of, guys, we have to get better. I also believe, Morgan, you said run it back. Uh, they they brought their core back. I think he feels this way now because he also knows he has options. Ah, uh, yep. This year he has Chris Duarte, who in the preseason when he was healthy, showed like, okay, there's some good on-ball defense there. He's getting in the guys, and he's hitting some threes. And then Colby Jones, look, I'm not trying to overreact too much from Colby Jones, good. but... We did see his college stuff, and he's playing just like he did in college, and he's doing it at an NBA level. It's translated and well. If he turns out to be something, that could be one of the awesome steals of this draft to get him in the second round. 100%. And I think he believes, after seeing what he's seen in training camp practices and in the preseason, that he's a guy that could help. So now it's like last year, maybe it was like, look, we're in a tough spot. We don't have a whole bunch of guys we can throw in and replace certain guys that are not doing what they're supposed to do defensively. We got to call a timeout to correct it, mm -hmm. and then we put them back in. Where now, I think it's like everyone knows what the expectations are. Everyone knows what needs to be done defensively. Leash just got you, shorter. You got to go do it. I yep. got other guys willing to come in and, and, and fight for mm -hmm. these minutes. Yeah, yeah. Leashes 
are shorter, um, which I think can be healthy if you have the right type of people on your team that understand that tough love and know how to accept it just to ultimately make them better basketball players. And what I love about it, because I talk about it making them better basketball players, it's that means more competition, more competitiveness, more fires being lit under people's asses to to make sure you're doing the extra thing. You're in the right spot. You're blasting through a screen. You are, um, you know, getting quicker when you're in the weight room, you know, working on your footwork, working on your whatever, whatever it is to better yourself. It's also you are doing being mentally locked in. Yes. I, I don't think I've said this before, but when I watched the Kings last year, I, very few times did I question their defensive effort. It was like not yeah. being locked in, not communicating or something. Ball just, watching. Come so on, just, come on. Yeah, like, technical let's stuff. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Like, let's be ready to go and locked in. So that that's the good news is it's not an effort-based thing. Because if you have to coach effort, then you're really fucked. Well, and you know that's, what, I mean? that's like, what we saw for so many years yeah. in Sacramento. It's like it was an effort thing. I mean, and not to call a single person out, but I think someone that like is an obvious one. It was like Buddy healed night in and night out. It was just like... It was like, wait, how does he not have that want to? And it was sure. like, oh, because they don't have anything else to go to. They don't have depth on this bench. They don't even have an identity with this team. They don't have a shooter, and that's why this guy gets to stay out here the whole time. Where with the with this roster, it's just so different. There's there's depth. There's standards. Um, there's a, an identity. Like there's so many more things that go into this team and why it's only going to make them better. So yeah, I guess going back to Kevin Herter being in that starting lineup uh, game one, it's like he knows. He felt it in the preseason. We heard him yeah. in the locker room after that game that he did not start. Like he knows it, but I hope he also knows how to handle it here and how to make him better physically as a basketball player too. Another thing Mike Brown was asked about today after practice was slippage, which was some of the stuff that we've seen like at the end of that scrimmage where it's like, where's the consistency? We're seeing some better moments from them defensively, but it's not there all the time. Mike Brown ad addressed that slippage. Slippage can be invisible. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if you're not careful, it can happen. And if you don't address it, my opinion, uh, it can sneak up on you and then it'd be too late to try to fix it. So I'm looking for any slippage at all at any time. And if I see it, I'm going to address it. Because in order to go from good to great, you have to lock in on the details. You got to focus. One of the things you have to do is you got to focus on the details and you got to appreciate how important those things are. And you, which means that anytime something small happens, you're just not going to be like, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll be good. I just messed up. Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. It happened. Let's address it and let's understand how important it is so that it doesn't happen again as often as it had been going. You know what I'm saying? Attention to detail, attention to detail, standards, all those things. And especially in the beginning of the season, love it. He's going to be tough on him. And he was tough on him last year, too. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just about embracing it. Yeah. Understanding that if you do the right things, it could lead to some really awesome things for the Sacramento Kings. I maintain this. If the Kings are just an average defensive team this year, which 
that that would be a significant jump for them too. So I'm not trying to minimize that. Sure. They were 24th. If they were average, 15, 16, I think we can literally have a conversation about them as being one of the contenders in the West because I think that offense is going to be that good that if you can improve defensively, it's it, it just makes your life easier offensively too. You, you saw that combination work for the Nuggets. So sure. obviously, yeah, it's something you can say confidently if that was the case with their defense. Um, and... I think they they have certain pieces and the right defensive philosophy to make this happen, but I think we're going to get real frustrated through the first 15-something games. That's my prediction. Yeah. Making well, a bold prediction. That's a bold prediction. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm eager to see what the lineup looks like in 15 games. It, it's same. Same. Like, I cannot sit here confidently and be like, this is what it's going to be. And a bit of a curveball early, too. You know, looking at, we'll look more at that Kings-Jazz matchup, but thinking about the fact that Trey's not playing. Duarte, he's questionable. So let's let's play in a world he doesn't play. Okay. Those are two players you think. One could be a starter, Duarte, mm-hmm. and another who's probably playing a pretty big role for you, at least early. That means... Other guys are going to get opportunities. Yeah. That means Colby Jones could get some decent run tomorrow, potentially. And Sasha could get some run tomorrow. Which I I, I want to see. I, it's the same thing we were talking about the Warriors game early on tonight where you saw Jonathan Kaminga playing at the end of the game and not Andrew Wiggins. And we were like, why is that? What's going on? Is this a thing where Steve Kerr's just trying to give him a little bit more of that experience? Or was it because Andrew Wiggins wasn't playing his best basketball, not rebounding the ball? No matter what it was, either way, you're exactly right. Sasha could be in that position to have that type of opportunity where he is getting those minutes and getting to learn something different about the NBA game. I'd love it for him too. Love it. He needs he needs as as much experience and NBA minutes as he can get. As Deuce drinks his gallon. I'm of trying water. to stay hydrated. No, oh. Appreciate everyone being us being with us live right now. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel too. You're going, wait, you're doing a night chat and there's no Kings game? Yeah, we are live after every single Kings game, but we will be having some more NBA night chats throughout the season because we're doing a ton of NBA content uh, this season as well. I mean, we're watching the game, so also why not just break it down and talk about it after, and especially because there are so many NBA fans here um, that have been joining our YouTube more and more. So, yeah, enjoy the ride. Let's go. We're going to be here every single second. Kings... Jazz, Salt Lake City. This is a tough place to play, Morgan. This is a hostile environment. It's tough on opening night because their fans are all fired up. And this Utah Jazz team does present problems for Sacramento. They've got a big front line that got bigger this offseason. They get John Collins. They still have Markkanen. Walker Kessler mm-hmm. is a stud and a half. Correct. Some decent size. Even, you know, THT, who is starting for them. Dude. He's super long. He's big. Like, yeah. he's big in well, the shoulders. And he torched the Kings last preseason yeah. game. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson can get buckets. Uh-huh. Then you go to their bench, and that's where the questions start coming up. It's like, okay, you've got Colin Sexton, and what else? Chris Dunn shows some flashes, but a lot of young guys, right? They had three first-round picks. So... 
it's a team that as you project them this season, you go, I don't really see it in a crowded West when they don't have a point guard. It seemed like they really took a dip after trading Conley to Minnesota, but this specific game, tough environment, you got a bucket getter in Clarkson and long athletic players. They like to play some zone two. It's not going to be an easy game. It's just not. Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, that's like, my whole I was point. Like, where, where are you going with this? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, but you say that, and here's my thing. There's not a single team in the West where I'm like, it's going to yeah. be an easy game. You know, and that's why talking about this roster like that, I'm like, yeah, well, no shit. It's not going to be easy. But you're exactly right when it comes to, like, the length. And when it comes to size, that's where we go. Last year, we saw the Sacramento Kings have issues with a lot of these long arms um, uh, on both ends of the floor, right? Just finding ways to score in the paint or whether it was on um, for the Kings, them defensively not being able to keep guys out of the paint. And so, yeah, it's a big, interesting test tomorrow for their first regular season game. Uh, but I'm with you. I think since the Jazz have kind of changed up what they were with Mike Conley. It's like they had that veteran leadership, yes. uh, that guy, that floor manager. And I think with this squad, it's it's a little mixed up, but they still have just so much talent and so much big talent that it's still going to be very tough. I was looking at Sabonis' numbers against Utah last year. He averaged 19 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists against the Utah Jazz um mm. shooting 31 of 50 but yeah i mean utah I, i'd have to go deeper in the games to see like who was actually playing in that but it's okay yeah the, the size has given sacramento problems at times and then the other thing they like to do is they throw some zone defense that just you know, screws with you it's, it's, i think it screws with every team but a team yeah. like sacramento you catch on faster and that was one irritating thing when we'd watch sacramento last year it's like Wait, Whoa, wait. What do I do? If, if the people on the floor aren't noticing, then I need the bench to, to be yelling. They're in a zone. You know, yeah. have, tell what kind of zone is it? Attack oh, the gaps. Okay. Attack, attack the, the gaps. gaps. Attack the gaps. Even with you're fine. If you don't have the ball, if you do have the ball, attack the gaps. That I mean, like play your your same game. Like the type of free offense that the Kings do play can um, still work well against so many different defenses. So, yeah, that's something I definitely want to see them. It, exactly. It's just like noticing these things right away. These two teams played some fun games last year. The one in Sacramento yeah. where Herter had the big three. Mm. That was probably one of the loudest games I remember at Golden 1 Center. God. Just that moment when he sank it. And then in Utah, De'Aaron Fox had the game winner. God. Took it to the rack. Oh, yes. I do recall. Is that the one where then there was that last shot made by a Utah oh, Jazz by player. By marketing, right? Is that it, what it was? It didn't go off in time. That's yeah, what it was. That was insane. Yes. That way, okay. God, I have a bad memory, but Good that job. was... Thank you. Good job. Good job. Uh, we had a chance to ask Mike Brown today about the Utah Jazz, and here's what he had to say. Uh, Will does a great job. They run a lot of really good stuff. Um, you know, their ball movement is good. They have guys that can go get it one-on-one -on -one situations off the dribble. They get guys that can shoot it. Like I said, they are long, and so they they pose some challenges defensively. They junk it up a little defensively, too, with the way they play their zone and the way they slice the corners. And um, So it, it, it's, it's a you know, 
good test for us. Obviously, the, the, the altitude is a little different there, and you know, at the end of the day, that's real. But uh, that's where you you have to have a mental toughness, a mental discipline to go in there and not let it impact you. Um, so they, they 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 got some some different things that can give us headaches. Uh, but if we go and we play the way we're capable of, and that's I feel this against anybody, we should give ourselves a good chance to come out of any arena especially our home arena with a victory. By the way, Utah was 23-18 and 18 at home last year. That was the same record the Kings had at home last Ooh. year. Another wild thing about last year with Utah, some people may forget, they started 10-3 and three last year. Oh, yes. They got I, to a really good start. People were yep. very high on the Utah Jazz, and then when it kept going down, 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 it was like, okay, this is who they really are, but... Yeah, I think I think looking at that game tomorrow too, because we keep talking about how this Kings offense is so powerful. It's it's early on, and I feel like shots are still missed a lot when it's early on. Mm. And I think about this offense for the Kings, and if they're missing those shots, and then it's difficult to get in the paint when Walker Kessler's in there protecting the rim, and they have other big bodies, long arms in there, John Collins, whoever else you want to name. I just go. How are you going to go up against those guys? And I think it's really important that they, you want to talk about physicality on the defensive end, being physical on the offensive end, going into a body and making sure you're not just like being soft when you do go to the rim. I want to make those big bodies run. I want to push yeah. the pace a little bit, but the elevation in Salt Lake City, 4,265 feet. So not as challenging as Denver, but for the first game of the season, like even the Lakers tonight. You could train all you want. Mm -hmm. You haven't played an elevation in a minute. I think it is a real thing to factor in yes. early in the season, right? Yes. Like at the very start, you're not used to be playing these heavy minutes against all the star players. You've been doing preseason and training camp. Now, for Sacramento's standpoint, they go hard. Like, yep. and I'm not just talking about preseason, I'm talking about their practices, their scrimmages. Like, Mike Brown puts them through a lot to get ready for this this point. Absolutely. And I, I think when you do look at something like elevation, someone will say, like, everyone does it in the league. And it's like, absolutely. But everybody is different in the league, and it's going to affect people differently as well. So you only hope that it affects your team. I mean, your team, you can only hope it's going to be just fine. Some things to watch in Kings Jazz. For me, the first one is just flat out defense we've spent time on this tonight on the podcast i want to just see what it looks like in a regular season game okay when mike brown just called out his team right after practice and then spoke to the media about it how do they respond this has been something they've been talking about all camp long and we've seen moments of it i am super bullish on De'Aaron fox's defense i think he's absolutely brought it in the preseason i know what davion mitchell could do I've seen some stuff from Chris Duarte. I've seen some growth from Keegan Murray, Colby Jones. But as a collective, are there going to be better moments and fewer breakdowns? To me, that's one of the big things to watch in game one. Yeah, I, I'm i with you. I'm, de I'm definitely with you. I think there's, after watching so many different things in the preseason... I still don't have these high expectations for the defense to be figured out right away. And I'm not saying that you do with that. I think, are you thinking more like with individual defense things to look at? I'm looking, yes, but okay. I'm also looking for, 
Are they playing with more physicality okay. out there? Okay. Are they bumping guys yeah. a little more? Yeah. I don't want to see soft plays. I don't want to see major breakdowns. Now, breakdowns happen in a game, but sure. make sure we have better pick and roll defense out there if you're Sacramento. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see a whole bunch of open looks from three. I just want to see a group that seems more locked in, understanding that there are going to be limitations because... They don't have elite wing defenders on this team. They don't have a whole bunch of elite defensive talent, but they can make life more challenging, make this Utah Jazz team work. I like that. I think something I'm going to look at, and I think it's a little bit unfair, but it's the same thing that we we even did with Anthony Davis tonight for different reasons, though. Um, looking at what type of play he needs to have early on for his team in the Lakers, I'm going to say this for Kevin Herter with the Kings. And the only reason why, obviously not comparing the talent of these two, but I'm saying that because there is a magnifying glass on Kevin Herter in every move right now. Um, in every single possession matters for him. Uh, I think the leash is just so short that if he is not doing the right thing, and I think the right thing isn't making shots. The right thing is making sure that you are crashing the boards and getting those rebounds. The right thing is being physical on the defensive end and not not being the one that the, not being the reason why the 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 defense breaks down. Like all those things, you almost have to be perfect in to prove that you deserve to have that starting spot. And I think that really is going to start from game one for Kevin Hurd. And I feel bad for him in a lot of ways, and that pressure is going to be on. But take that pressure and channel it into this like. Fire. Like, find a way to just make it make you better. And it's going to be hard, but sometimes, sometimes that's life. The next thing for me, I want to see what Keegan looks like. Is he playing with that same aggressiveness? Are we seeing what we saw in the preseason from him? And I, yeah. if I'm the Kings, I want to see get him going early, too. Hell yeah. Run, run a couple plays. And they've done a good job with that in the preseason, getting him going in action and and he's had some nice dunks in the preseason yeah. because of that. But I, I just want to see that from the jump this year. Remember, the Kings started 0-4 last season. I do remember that. 0-4. Could you imagine if they started 0-4 this year? You know what's funny? I can. No, no. You you say that because like the the it's games are tough. You got the Jazz, the Warriors, the Lakers, blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm but so imagine what the conversations would be if this team started 0-4. Blah, blah, blah. Don't care. I just care about what they look like on the floor. That was the thing even in the 0-4 last season. I was just like, I was like, yeah, but it's different. Like, they're still playing good basketball. They just haven't figured it out together. They haven't figured it out together, and then boom, then they figure it out together, and then it was one of their best years ever. So it's like, I'm not saying I hope it takes four games for them to figure it out to get a win again or anything, but that's, that's where I stand with something like that. Um, but going off of what you kind of said of things to look at, I'm with you when it comes to Keegan. I want to see him go into the chest of like Walker Kessler tomorrow. You know, like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like give him a little elbow there. Go don't catch your body. Huh? Yeah. Like just, and, and I don't mean that in an evil way. I just mean that in a physical way of how it's the only way you're going to draw a foul. It's the only way that you're going to make a basket um, tomorrow is just being the bigger player tomorrow. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Are you excited? I'm beyond excited. I'm also nervous, you know? Expectations just bring you... Uh, but I also have confidence. I'm I'm all over the place. I can tell. I'm, I'm nervous. Like, who are you? 
You are you are you getting ready for the game tomorrow? Are you putting on a jersey? I'm kidding. We live this shit. I know, Morgan. but your nerves. It's it's cute. Like it's it's sweet. It's like I'm nervous. I can picture you like actually putting on like a king's jersey and feeling like you're one of the players tomorrow. Mike Brown makes that call. <laughs> I will oh get. I'll, I'll get physical oh, with guys. I know, I know you would. I'll, I'll I'll play hard. I know you would. I can give you a good three, dude. Someone someone was asking me at media today a little bit about uh, my game back when I would play, and then then they were talking about media members playing. And I was like, dude, you shove Deuce and I in the pick and roll, we would dominate everybody like it would be a nasty ass game us two on the same team together in a pick and roll and it's like because deuce is this is what i said though this is my point deuce is really physical like it doesn't matter if he's playing a pickup game or a game that like is supposed to mean something it's like he plays physical he plays with heart and like you'll want him on your team i said that about you thanks you're welcome was it on camera was it recorded anywhere nope. you'll never hear it Kinda again hard to believe <laughs> kind of hard to believe. Uh, before we wind down, I do want to get to some comments or questions. So if you have any last minute questions or comments in the chat, let us know. Reminder, we're going to be live after every single Kings game this year. And of course, have live streams and clips on our YouTube page. So make sure you're locked in. Uh, Thomas says, it feels so good to be back. Uncle Keegs is about to average 15 a game this season. Wow. I Uncle think he Keegs. can average higher. That's cute. Let's just keep it there. Do and you then... want Deuce Mason's projection for Keegan this no, year? No, I don't. 17.2 we... a game. I, I don't. Ugh. Ugh. Dislike. Oh, man. Um, Deuce can play basketball. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Daddy Deuce is physical, says Nick. Yes, I am. Deuce does CrossFit, the beacon of fitness, local legend. Why is Deuce getting all these compliments? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what's happening. I'm very confused. That's I'm confused too many by it. in a row. Uh, Jake in the chat says, as long as the Kings score a lot, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does. But ultimately, as long as they're winning, they'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you have to score in this league, but... To win. The defense... And that's why I just... I'm not pro saying that the Kings need to be a top 10 defensive team. Life a lot easier, but they don't, in my opinion, they don't have the type of ceiling with the current personnel. Um, but I do think they have the personnel and the IQ to be average, yeah, right around average, and that would be a huge improvement for the Sacramento Kings. Just and here's my advice for anyone too: just don't freak out tomorrow if you see things that you don't like. I, I think it's it's so easy to jump to that. Even tonight, watching other teams play and being like, is Kevin Durant like this? Are the are the Lakers like this? Are the Warriors cooked? I didn't actually say that. But it's just people jump to these things, and it's like, slow it down. Barkley said tonight that the Warriors are the worst team in California. Ah. All right, what? Can you give me your California power rankings as if we enter the season? If you have Steph Curry on your squad, you just can't be the worst team. You can't. I can't count that guy out. He can carry. He can carry you. He can carry you. Um, no, I won't give my power rankings for California teams. My my Deuce will. going into the season. California power rankings very important Deuce stuff. Will. Yeah, Kings won. You be a homer much. Be a homer much. Kings won. Be a homer like what? As you're wearing a Kings hat in a Kings shirt. <laughs> Kings are the best team in California. Well, 
Breaking news, they won the Pacific Division last continue, year. Too, continue. Continue. Sure. Continue. They were literally the best team in California last year. Continue. Kings won. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to you. It's just, it's funny. It is funny coming from you. Continue. <laughs> Kings won. Lakers two. Okay. Warriors three. Clippers four. Is, That's just are, my going. It could the, change. Are the Clippers it's at, my power rankings. at four because you haven't seen them healthy on the floor together I pretty much? I, I don't trust that team. Sure. Prove it. Sure. I love Paul George. I love Kawhi Leonard. Love. Can I? The, the other guy that I liked during the preseason, Westbrook. I think Westbrook has been a great fit there. I think he is buying into his role now. In, yeah, I think he's understanding it more. And I think he just likes those playing with Kawhi and Paul more. And what will that team be like with James Harden on the squad? So then you got Harden starting, you got Russ, you got PG-13, you got yeah. Kawhi, and then Who what? knows, dude? Who would be your five? Zubats? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it it could well, just get more bring, interesting. They brought Ru I think they're bringing Russ off the bench. Unless well, he's starting, but, you, yeah. you're, who's telling Russ that? Well, I think he's been coming off the bench for the Clippers. Is my point? Oh, I think he's gonna. I think he's in the starting crew now. I, I, I tell me if I'm wrong, everybody. But I thought to start the season, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying if if they bring Harden in though, to, right now they're going with Westbrook, George, Terrence Mann, who's out, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Zubots. Okay, so put they put don't have a ton of great options. By James him. Harden in that Terrence Mann role. There you go. That's weird. It's really freaking yeah. weird. But like as an NBA fan, I'd be down to see it. It'd probably be disgusting. And I'm s love disgusting. I'm not reading this. Gerardo, is Deuce turning into the Warriors play-by-play -play team <laughs> because I'm being a homer about the Kings? I, I I don't think that's a hot take. I feel uncomfortable. Do you want to, I feel uncomfortable. You know what my hot NBA take was? I put out on our YouTube page and in Discord. What? Like give us your hottest NBA take. My hot NBA take is this is John Moran's final year in Memphis. Ooh. Okay. Wow. What do you think like they're going to trade him? I mean, or do you I, think he's going to ask for a trade? I just think that relationship's going to Okay. be frayed and he'll need a new new spot. Interesting. I know a lot of people aren't high in Memphis. I, I'm not either. The Stephen Adams deal with Sad. him out for the year, Clark not coming back. I think if anything, maybe the end of the year, but I don't think that's even going to be a possibility. Yeah. Um, Smart. What is he going to be like without a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown around him? Yeah, and he's had health things too. Uh -huh. um, it's just a big loss. And then Jaws missing 25 games. So and that. that's yeah. On that note. Yeah. Mark in the chat. Steve Ballmer looked really pissed after the Clippers last preseason game. That's funny. Uh, Greg in the chat says, my Spurs will be the eight seed is my hot take. That's a hot take. It is a hot take. You know, I watched, I went back and watched Victor against the Warriors, and man, did he have some moments where you're like, how is this possible? How is he out there making Wiggins and Clay look like little tiny Majestic. kids? Majestic. Majestic. You know, blocking shots on the perimeter, finishing mm -hmm. well inside. He does get pushed around a lot. I think rebounding is going to be a major issue for him. 
Which, but he's also super young. It's like, yeah, that that alone. It's like he's super young. He has a super thin frame. Yeah. And it who's I mean, look, De'Aaron Fox was super thin when he came into the league. And I completely different size, obviously, when it comes to height. And there's some people who just always remain super skinny frame. But I mean, either way, he'll mature. He'll mature. Classy mofo in the chat says, what's your guys' most anticipated matchup this season? I'm looking forward to OKC at Kings. We both have acquired EuroLeague MVPs, young teams with young stars. Crazy matchup. Yeah, I think that's a great one. I'm excited for OKC. Your point you made about OKC recently, though, is so true. It's weird how high of expectations people have for them. And I think it's honestly a bit unfair. Like, Uh Uh I think think they're going to be pretty good this year. Yeah. I still think they're probably a year away from like really taking a big jump. Chet's a rookie. Chet's a rookie. Yeah, but and SGA w- but just will, is an all NBA player. But will Chet's impact be a rookie impact? You know what I mean? Like, or will it be something else that's special? Are we no. putting these expectations on him to already be this special player because he's such a unique unicorn, you know, style when it comes to his game? But at the same time, like, let him let him get the NBA game going. And SGA absolutely like that is someone who um i'm not going to sit here and say can carry a team but it's because he doesn't need to he is josh giddy he is lou dort like there's Dude, other pieces jalen williams that i keep, like i always forget yes. to say jalen williams like, yes sj is going to be playing more off yeah. ball this year too and i think that takes some pressure off of him i think they're just gonna they have such a young exciting core absolutely so yeah that king's okc matchup for sure is like one of the if you're a basketball fan, that's super fun. Kings Warriors for sure too. Um, that's just exciting, and that we get that on the home opener. Um, we'll be live tomorrow night following Kings Jazz. Morgan is it's going to be late night. We're actually going to start at ten thirty p.m. We have an official time for night chat tomorrow, ten thirty p.m. It's a little later. It's a six p.m. start. So you're going. Why are you on at ten thirty at night? That's like a seven o'clock start. Great question. Glad you asked. Happy to answer, actually. (laughs) Uh, Morgan is going to be hosting tomorrow on NBC Sports California, Kings pre and post game. She has to go to San Francisco for that. And instead of having her do night chat from the studio, it's the first one. We have some exciting new partners in the mix. We'll talk about tomorrow. She's driving back to sacramento to make sure to do it in person which i think will just be a better show especially for the home opener yeah. so 10 30 p.m pacific time live tomorrow night following kings and jazz we will be here to talk about it and i, I be locked in with our social media too because uh, I, I have a little bit of an exciting announcement tomorrow oh would you look at that yeah. Excit- hey exciting stuff coming up huh yeah. i love it you know, I, you know, I can tell them now. Okay, you should tell so, them now. So, super excited to announce that I'm going to be. What a dick! What a dick! Anyway, guys, my last message to close is Morgan's like, I gotta get up early. I'm going to San Francisco. Well, I gotta put a spray tan on I don't, first, and but, then. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm gonna. I think I said this after the preseason, but it's it's appropriate now. Kings fans, buckle up. There's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. I don't think this team is a championship team. But you could still enjoy the journey of it all. 
Last year, we soaked up the winds. I had fog machines. I had lights. I had a light-up jacket. We can still enjoy these moments. We don't have to freak out after every loss. We got to go crazy. Uh, let's just have some perspective and enjoy that we seemingly are in a good moment of Kings basketball for the first time, extended period of time, in a long time. You could you could say, like, act like you've been there before. No, no, that's for players to do. We are not the players. So we don't have to act like we've been there before. And after every single win, the perspective should be, holy shit, it's hard to win in the NBA, so let's celebrate it. That's how we're going to celebrate it. Life's too short to not celebrate every single win. Um, so I hope you enjoy this fun ride with us this season. And I will say this. I will say this. Sleep beams oh, everyone we love you guys but we gots to go Sleep. i'm not sleeping tonight Sleeping. i'm gonna stay alive until tip off kings and jet okay but seriously love you guys we got to go see ya deuce and mo deuce and mo deuce and mo they tell you what they know deuce and mo deuce and mo deuce and mo After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.